0: Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show and welcome to our new audience at Frank's Speech. We're very happy to be on TV one, 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and on TV two for the moment, 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. So very happy to have this new audience and our audience also at Caravan to Midnight, Conservative Daily in Denver and across the world. Literally, the Georgia 2024 show is becoming very impactful. It is the number one political show in Georgia and a must watch for those in the know in the in the peach state we're brought to you by the georgia record georgia record.com i'm with my co-host bill quinn thanks for joining me bill on assignment
1: hey well normally normally you're the one on uh, out in the field and we decided to switch this week so here exactly. we are exactly so we'll make it work uh no matter where we are
0: we are uh brought to you by not just the georgia record but by the people itself and we're funded by the people itself please sign up for our no ad subscriptions if you go to the georgia record georgiarecord.com there is a uh, highlight on the right it says sign up for no ads subscribe for no ads you get access to all of our sites all 13 digital properties and growing across the world we are the new wire service we are the reuters without the progressive spin and we're also a new tv network and growing that rapidly our shows are off the charts getting a lot of attention like the georgia show the colorado show uh second showing of that is later today 2 p.m mountain time catch that if you're out west but uh, we're going rapidly please sign up for our no ad subscriptions it's 10 bucks a month we have a, a yearly fee if that's uh if you'd rather get a discount um and pay for the whole year but it's really important for us because we've been deplatformed off all the ad networks and we're really dependent on you to help us stay on the air hire reporters stream events i mean we stream stuff all over georgia and uh, it's very important to know we have that revenue coming in every month so thank you for that we really appreciate it and uh bill who's on the show today
1: Well, first up, we've got Chris Gleason with a a slew of election integrity updates. Following him, we'll have uh, Mallory Staples with a legislative update from Georgia. Um, Then you and I are going to talk about something that happened with True True the Vote this week that has bigger implications than just the individual story. And then uh, I I think you're going to have the opportunity to show a discussion you had with Simona Papadopoulos.
0: Yes, and before we get started, a quick note from one of our sponsors, which uh, is Frank's speech itself. Uh, Mike Lindell at My Pillow. I have a, a family member; he's in the military, and he's uh, going through some training. And I sent him one of the My Pillow mattress covers, and the response I got was fantastic. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this has absolutely changed my world." Uh, my sleep is so much better. I was uh, sleeping on this piece of crap bed, and now I feel like I'm on a cloud. So if you go to mypillow.com, check out the mattress toppers. I'm telling you, if you've got a college student or a relative who maybe you know having a hard time sleeping, or or have some kind of medical issue that needs a boost, the mattress topper will literally change your life. It's a fantastic gift, and if you use promo code CDM, you get. Massive discounts, the best out there off the already massive discounts Mike has. Check out all of his products, all 600 of them. Uh, I'm sure you can find something. Don't go to you know the big box retailers that are trying to cancel him. And you support those who are supporting freedom. So promo code CDM at MyPillow.com and check out the mattress topper. With that, let's bring in our first guest, Mr. Gleason. How you doing, Chris? Doing good, Todd. So you had a massive event and I got the, the, the uh, feedback I had was fantastic. You're now a, a, a rock star in the world's opinion of election integrity. Uh, the press conference you did, it was down in uh, Pinellas or was it? Yeah, it uh, okay. was in Pinellas. Yeah. So lots of good feedback. It's on the Miami independent. People can go watch it. Uh, I thought you're, I was going to play that whole clip you did. Cause it was just fantastic about really holding those accountable who, who are committing this election fraud. So what have you got for us today? So we, uh, we,
2: we had a big week. Um, Thursday, we attended logic and accuracy testing in Hillsborough County. And uh, you have an opportunity to, for public comment. And uh, I couldn't pass that up. So I uh, brought with me a lot of facts and evidence of misdeeds by the supervisor of elections there. And we called them out or I called them out on disenfranchising and interfering with voters ability to cast ballots and have their votes counted. And I also commented on how they were not being transparent and they were illegally altering and redacting election records. Um, That uh, (laughs) it was not well received by the supervisor of elections um, but the media seemed a little bit interested uh, there that day. Um, went on to watch logic and accuracy testing. And I can tell you that that's a farce. Um, so my, uh, my, my takeaway from that is that if you actually care about your elections and don't want to see another big steal, big cheat, Go down. You need to find out where your local election uh, administrators are holding the logic and accuracy testing for these machines. And I strongly suggest that you video the video it because what uh, the stuff that we saw there wasn't good. Um, and uh, I pointed out some of those things to the attorney for the supervisor of elections there. Then. You know the very next day we had our rally uh, for a real election in Penellas. And we encouraged all of the people who were not happy with what they saw in Penellas County with the withholding and redaction of election records and altering of election records and interference with voters casting ballots. we We encouraged them to come forward and sign a letter requesting a grand jury investigation into the election crimes by the supervisor of elections and you know we got um there was there was quite a few people from election integrity all over the state um but for just for Pinellas county we got um over 50 signed letter signed and notarized letters requesting an investigation a grand jury investigation wow. so that's that's a pretty really actually a really good thing.
0: Now you found out that the, I think none of the tabulators were tested via the logic and accuracy test, is that correct? Uh, that was in
2: Hillsborough County, okay. the the tabulators that they used to uh, count the vote by mail ballots. I did not personally watch them test a single one. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Now um,
0: so they're testing certain ones, but not the ones I used to actually count. Oh no, no. Here. so
2: so so here's the thing. The law in Florida is pretty specific, right? It says all or a sampling. And the sampling would be five um, percent or 10 units, whichever is greater. So with the those the, the big bulk central count tabulators, they didn't test the one. Well, wow. um, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and then, based on what we see in the election data, the the stuff that Ron DeSantis uh, tried to make uh, illegal for us to to get, um, we could we were able to identify that there were some precincts that had zero blank ballots cast. It's my suspicion that those, uh, precincts that had zero blank balance casts were the ones that they did the logic and accuracy testing on. Uh And and because they're not doing it publicly. And I mean, if they're willing to, um, fudge the logic and accuracy testing in front of the press and in front of people, other people there, you know, who knows what they're doing, you know, when the, when the doors are closed.
0: And just for our audience's sake. So you found that they were, they were uh, signing blank ballot status to up to 20% of the ballots cast. And then they were being adjudicated, but in, they were testing, you know, not those tabulators that did that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: what we know is that a large number of ballots uh, in, so for Hillsborough County in the 20, Uh, 20 election, there was over 21,000 blank ballots that were cast. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where the fire comes in, right, for Hillsborough County. Um, There's a, a lie that the election fraud mafia has been circulating. They circulated it in Maryland, too. They said a blank ballot isn't a blank ballot, but we have the proof that it is from the EAC, from the machine manufacturers. So Craig Latimer gets up during this thing, after I had a chance to confront him, then they did the logic and accuracy testing. And then we, he came back, he rebutted some of the things that I said. And one of the things was, well, a blank ballot is not what you know, it's a blank page. Well, the problem for Craig Latimer was that his attorney, Colleen O'Brien had uh, written, uh, I, and I have this in writing, from her from November, 2022, where she clearly defines what a blank ballot was. And, and she it's not totally just a blank
0: page. It's a complete yeah, blank page. ballot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was pretty mind blowing. Um, it was great. So I walked over to her and I showed her her email. I said, you better get with your boss because he's, he went out, he he's given bad information. What do you <laughs> think about this? And she was like, I'm not here to debate you or to answer any questions. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs>
0: classic response.
2: Yeah. Like, it,
0: it'd be funny if it wasn't so sick. It, it, really? I mean, it yeah. is
2: the, de- the deprivation of our rights under the color of law, which, yeah. by the way, eliminates any sovereign immunity or immunity from prosecution that they might have had. Yeah. So
0: it's like fraud so, with the vaccine. Um, if they commit fraud. Other, doing this? Uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say it's like the vaccines. If they commit yeah. fraud while uh, they're getting the uh, the immunity, then the immunity goes away. Are we losing, Mister Gleason? Yeah.
2: So we also saw some yeah. crazy stuff. Oh, I'm here. I can hear you.
0: Okay, go ahead. Um, okay.
2: So in Illinois, in in Illinois this week, um, we had a report of some tabulators um, or uh, some voting machines people were going and um, sampling them uh, and, and testing them. And part of the test was you'd put in uh, Abraham Lincoln's name. You cast a vote for Abraham Lincoln, and it ended up spitting out a different result entirely. And so the people there got really mad, and they went to the state attorney's office and to the sheriff. And, of course, the state attorney and the sheriff, who were beneficiaries of this stuff, right? They said, oh, there's nothing to see here. So they also bring up the people uh, who uh, who brought this to my attention. They also brought up to them, oh, by the way, um, these machines were purchased when they weren't approved for use in the state, and they were purchased with Zuckerbucks. And so again, state attorney, oh, well, there's nothing to see here because they're approved now. Well, (laughs) well, that's yeah. That it doesn't quite work like that. Tell that yeah. to the ATF. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious, but it's not. It's actually really outrageous when you think about it, right? And that brings us next to Maryland. Okay. So in Maryland, they have been um, illegally withholding the machine configuration logs and the audit logs, and they and their claim has been that they don't generate these records and they don't have to generate stuff that they don't generate in the course of their doing the business. Well, we ended up getting some uh, manuals, some election judge manuals. And on the election judge manuals, they specifically say that they generate a machine configuration report when they open up the polls. So um, So they're lying. So they're lying. And what I did this week was I did a massive uh, public records request for the election judge manuals in every single county in Maryland. And it was it was pretty funny because within the first I would say within the first day, um, most of those public records requests, emails had been opened. So like for Anne Arundel County alone. That one email had been opened 100, over 132 times, and you can see this going on in each of the counties. And I am sure that there was a there's a shortage in maillocks uh, going on in Maryland right now.
0: So, what's the next step to pressure more change here?
2: Um, fi- the people in Maryland. Their lawsuit gets filed this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, to include a lot of this new information um, that unequivocally proves that they're lying. And so um, we are seeking, they are seeking injunctive relief uh, in Maryland. And there's going to be some really big stuff going down here in Florida with grand jury investigations because of the information that we put out on Friday there are people all across Florida and all across the various counties that are now going to start requesting a grand jury investigation into this election fraud.
0: So I'm just I'm looking at MiamiIndependent.com right now, top left corner, Pinellas County Election Integrity Watchdog press conference. That's where you can go and read all this and and see exactly what you put out because I thought your your comment you start about 15 minutes in. And I I thought your commentary was just fantastic in the way way you confronted and just laid out in a very succinct, quick manner with accountability at the end. So I would encourage people to go look that up at MiamiIndependent.com. Anything else, Mr. Gleason?
2: Uh, Let's see. Texas, Texas, Um, various counties in Texas are violating the attorney general's order where they said that they have to give us access to the manuals. Um, some of them, there's really only a couple of manuals that I don't have at this point. And uh, what's comical is the one that nobody claims to have, but we know that they have. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: would this it, be the how to steal elections manual? Uh,
2: <laughs> it is a line by line documentation of how they've stolen the elections. And that's the one that they don't want to give me but yeah, that's okay. Why? Yeah. I'm going to Texas this week and All we're right. going to, we're going to get them.
0: So. Well then come on Wednesday night and tell us what's going on.
2: Yeah. Sounds good.
0: All right, Chris, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Talk All to right. you next Thanks time. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye. So Chris Gleason is the gift that keeps on giving for election integrity. It's amazing. You there, Bill?
1: Yes, it's actually kind of interesting. If you listen to the way he described their reactions, it's almost like they're beginning to get to the stage where they can't remember the last lies. Yes. And so they're they're coming up with new lies that don't match.
0: Exactly, exactly. So before we move to our next guest, uh, we are happy to be sponsored by the wellness company. And they have an emergency medical kit. We've talked about it before. This is one of them here. You can see all the medicine that's in there. It has a manual where you can look up when and how to take the different medications, anything from a tick bite to COVID to a bioweapon like bubonic plague or whatever disease X is coming that they may want to bring on us. And uh, they also, we found out this week, they also have a travel kit. So if you don't want to take this big kit, but just need something in your uh, in your bag and just to be safe and anything happens while you're on the road, go to twc.health CDM and check out their main emergency medical kit the travel kits they also have a first aid kit for your home with a lot of things that you may need in any kind of emergency we're, we're coming into an age where self-reliance is going to be key and you really have to make sure your family's protected because you may not be able to go to the cbs or wherever else you want to go your local pharmacy or local place to get uh medical supplies because uh we just don't know what's coming and you may there may be travel restrictions uh, you may not want to go out because of disease. You, there may be terror attacks. So protect yourself. Make sure you have what you need in your home. CDM. And if you use promo code CDM, you get a 10% discount on all the products. And now let's. I'm going to bring in our next guest, Mallory Staples. Mallory, thanks for uh, subbing for me recently. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> You're so welcome. That was fun. It was a new thing. I enjoyed it.
0: Excellent. Um, Bill, I think you got some questions for Mallory. We're kind of uh, on the fly here with Mr. Quinn.
3: Oh, I know. He's on the road.
0: Yeah. So what do you want to get out to our audience, Mallory?
3: So I wanted to talk about um, really what happened last week. I want to touch on that again. I know Bill wanted me to... shed some light on kind of how things work. There were some, I think, specific questions on what grassroots can do to be really powerful Mm -hmm. and then shoot a, you know, some vision, cast some vision ahead of what we're going to be looking at next week and, and what needs to be done. So um, we were very successful with um, HB 206 last week, the green new deal Um, squashing that we are told that that is dead by the high levels of leadership. So we're excited about that. Um, just applauding the grassroots efforts, the speed at which they responded. It was unreal. Um, the people's lobby is very powerful. And so I just want to encourage everybody to keep up those just couple of minutes of calls. I can't tell you how impactful that is. Um, moving ahead, we're going to be watching HB 986. And that is the companion bill in the House uh, carried by Brad Thomas It's the companion bill to John Albers SB 392. Um, and this was the bill that if you are to post a deep fake um, 90 days ahead of an election, there uh, are some very stiff penalties to that. Um, it's a, it's a free speech killer. Um, mm-hmm. It's a terrible, terrible bill. And we raised a lot of stink over it in the Senate and we are going to do the same thing in the House this week. We are going to have to kill this bill in the House. So um, that's that's really high on our priority list as the Freedom Caucus, is to crush this bill in the House.
1: Mallory, do you sense that uh, the legislators are, by and large, across the board, paying attention to the feedback when it hits? Are they watching?
3: Yes, they are. They are very, very aware of the Freedom Caucus lobby and the grassroots power, and um, they're wanting to get approval for bills, and um, it's, it's just mind-blowing what we've done in such a short period of time, but they're wanting to work with the Freedom Caucus, understanding that the grassroots power that we have that really makes up <laughs> our entire lobby or the grassroots is a force to be reckoned with, and they understand um, that they can't, they can't win. Like they literally can't win. If 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 we stand up against them, they can't win. Um, somebody that I really want to highlight, I'm very disappointed in Senator Steve Gooch. He is the uh, majority leader in the Senate, and he's had the opportunity to stop taxing guns twice this last week, and he has not taken it. He has failed to stand up for the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Which is inexcusable, so we're really going to be sitting on senator gooch. he is he is not going to be comfortable, but that's inexcusable as a majority leader that that he's not doing that.
1: That's particularly interesting, given the fact that we've got this huge surplus that I, I bet they're they're off trying to figure out how to spend. so it's not that we need the money. You know, they should be able to back off any any particular taxes that they wish.
3: No, we don't need the money. Uh, We have a 50% over taxation here in the state of Georgia. We have a $32 billion budget to run the state. And at this moment, the low figures are $16 billion in extra tax dollars that have been taken in. That's 50% on top of what they need to run the state. So, no, they do not need to be taxing guns. And even if the state was in dire need of that money, as a Republican and certainly Republican leadership, you should not be okay with taxing guns. Second Amendment is untouchable. And um, we're going to be on him for that, for sure.
1: We've got a big date coming up before too, too long. It seems like it's sneaking up on us. something called crossover day. Maybe you could take a minute and explain to folks what that is and, and why we need to pay attention to it.
3: Yes. So I just mentioned the companion bill in the House, 986. Bills originate in each chamber, but before they can become law, let's say that they did receive a favorable vote in their chamber, they has to they have to cross over. If a, a bill originated in the House, it has to cross over and pass in the Senate as well, and vice versa. So there's a big push here right before crossover day um, to get bills passed in the chamber that they originated in and then get them crossed over so they can receive. Uh, The approval of the other chamber and then go on to the governor's desk, which a lot of that will happen on signy die, which is the last day of session. But crossover day and signy die are the two big, big days in the legislative session. You know, they don't do a ton the first month, there's just a lot of fiddle faddling around and uh, lobbyist receptions and lunches and you know, all that. And then they start getting down to brass tacks closer to crossover day because they want to get their bills signed so they can go back, especially during campaign season, to their districts and brag about the legislation that they passed.
1: I remember one of the dynamics from uh, the beginning of the year session was um, the fact that they would start moving language from one bill to another or, or, in fact, change the entire substance of a bill. Do you expect to see that? In the next,
3: yes. uh, next week? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, so they'll take a perfectly benign bill. Um, that could be like a cleanup to some kind of existing code, you know, minor change in some language, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll drop something hideous in there. Um, and so we will be watching that. Uh, very closely, our legislative director, Blake Bassham, that is his job. And he sit, he watches the calendars, he watches the supplemental calendars to see what's moving, what bills are coming up, and then he reads them. You know, I, I want to encourage everybody, uh, when we ask you to call on these bills, uh, we've read them. <laughs> Georgia Freedom Caucus has read them. Blake Bassham has read them. And what you will find out when you get pushback from your house rep or your senator is that a lot of times they haven't written, they haven't read the bill because the lobbyists, for the most part, 90 something probably percent of the time, the lobbyists are writing these bills and then they're saying, okay, I'll carry it. So they aren't actually as well versed as you would think they would be, considering it's their bill that they're carrying. But when we tell you, and like we cited it with um SB 206, we gave the line numbers where they talk about it. Be- <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great.
3: <laughs>
0: Real Georgia.
3: I mean, right here on the Georgia of- twenty four show. Speaking of your representatives, um, um, my donkeys are in the background braying. Uh, yeah. And excuse the hat and, you know, happy weekend. I'm a I'm, I'm farm girl today. So um. actually,
1: I was going to say, this is a new backdrop for you. That's not a green screen, is it? That's the real deal.
3: That's the real deal. This is so, my slice of heaven right here.
1: So when we when we've been publishing your updates on legislation, we've been calling it, you know, bills to thrill and bills to kill. Maybe we need to re- retitle everything to the good, the bad and the ugly.
3: <laughs> yeah, that would, you could do that. You could do that. But y'all are, I mean, bless your hearts today. I was asking my goddaughter, I was like, is there a way to put a filter on this app, um, StreamYard? She's like, I don't think so. I was like, God, that's so sad for the viewers today. So sad. But anyway, we're trying to shield with the hat and the whatever. But, you know, when you've been mucking, you know, stalls and stuff, you just, you can't dress that up. You know, it's just natural. This is, uh, this is what we're it's, doing. It's <laughs> real.
0: It's real. real. It's It's very real. Actually,
3: how funny. I'm going to do this because we're all family. But look at my horse. Hi.
0: Fantastic.
3: He found his way up into the yard. Bless him. He's my favorite. (laughs) He gets special privileges. But anyway, um, back, back to these representatives. A lot of times the talking points that these senators responded with We're not even accurate to the bill. They're like, it's not public funds. And we're like, well, in line 218 through 226, like we have the receipts. So when we tell you guys there's something in this bill or not, whatever, you can trust us. And so that's why Colton ended up making that video where he was like, for crying out loud, there's a clause in here that says they can't publish anything that they spend this money on and do. It was like, you know, this dark veil of non-transparency included in, Mm -hmm. 206 and and these senators were like no it's a great bill you know and it's like no no it's not no it's not so i just want to encourage your listeners that when we tell you to do something it is well vetted we are correct we are right we are reading the bills he is trained to read the bills that's his only job so you can call these people with a great level of confidence and then of course You can just say um i'm not here to debate you i'm here to tell you i want you to vote no end of story and and that's enough as a citizen you're not a legislator you're not a representative um you are there to express your opinion and you can do that with confidence and they should just say thank you for taking the time to call me i will take that into consideration so yeah
0: so is, is is there any uh, movement on from in the legislature to try to do something about the machines with all the stuff that's come out or about Fannie? Or is that all still, you know, you can't talk about any of that? Um, I
3: mean, well, you know, the Senate, the past, their, you know, investigative committee. I cannot. Y'all, I'm so sorry. It's all good.
4: It's, it's all like good. they can
3: hear me. Oh, they can. They're all up at the gate. They can hear me. I'm yeah. I'm drawing attention from the herd. Um, But um, you know, I don't know. They're slow moving. You know, traditionally, that's Mm -hmm. you know what you have. I mean, I'm going to put it in my newsletter. Charlie Kirk the other day, just on a national level, absolutely called out after the um, hearings on uh, middle of the week to the end of the week, and he said, "Shame on the Georgia Senate." GOP leadership for not doing something for all these, you know, this is just such a debacle. And really, I mean, with the exception of Colton Moore, mm-hmm. appropriate, appropriate. So I don't know. The honest answer is, I don't know what, what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do about the machine. There's a lot of like chatter and rumbling, but I don't think it's anything that I could like report on with any,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you okay. know, definitive. Yeah. So, Okay. but I will say that Colton, It was really nice. Uh, Senator Max Burns asked him to sit in um, in, on his judicial committee the other day. And I mean, it was like four hours. I guess Colton called me. He was just leaving at like eight something that night. And he said there was the most you guys should pull this um, most phenomenal testimony um, on our elections here in Georgia. And they said that of the like nine million legal registered voters, three million of them have issues. Wow. And Colton said you, you," the whole room was just like, what? I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. And I don't know how we're supposed to win in May or in November when we've got this, this many problems. But Colton said it was like bone chilling. And I said, well, what did everybody say they were going to do about it? What, What came of that? And he was like, nothing, nothing it was just like testimony so we're we're mulling over um what we can do on that right now uh, you know as the freedom caucus but mm-hmm. we need some action and we need it fast i mean it should would, be would absolutely- you
0: recommend people call and just say all this information's out what are you doing
3: yes yes i'm going to put that in my newsletter which will probably drop tomorrow mm-hmm. um but do yeah i mean the cry could just be do something i mean i think at this point they just need to feel the pressure Um, From a larger group of people, other than just the election integrity folks that they see as like dogs with a bone since, you know, 2020, Mm -hmm. it needs to be a massive outcry. But this testimony, Colton said it was absolutely unreal. Um, And the guy said, um, I will bet a million dollars right now against my testimony. I will give a million dollars to anybody who can poke a hole or find any error in what I just said. And, um, chairman Burns was like, you can't, you can't do that. You know, don't make those t- statements in this or whatever. But, you know, Colton was mm-hmm. like, you want to talk about somebody who was confident. And he said, it was just, he said it was the last testimony it, but it was the most powerful testimony. Um, they, they weren't all that, that good, but so maybe you uh, could
0: tell us where to, where we could pull that from. And uh, maybe yes, we we'll that on Wednesday.
3: Yeah. It'll be, um, for Wednesday. Yeah. I can, I can tell Bill, yeah, the judicial, uh, committee. Chaired by Max Burns, and mm-hmm. I think that was um, Thursday. Yes, it was Thursday night because that's when I went. I drove up to Katusa. I was uh, no, not Katusa, Tooele. Excuse me. I was in Stevens mm-hmm. County that night, and he he called me when he left committee, and I was driving back, and he was like, "You're not going to believe this. Like you were mm-hmm. not three million out of nine million. What in the world?"
1: Wow. So
3: um, yeah, we're going to need. This can't be another situation where national leaders six months later are calling out Georgia leadership for not doing squat. Like this yeah. needs action and it needs it right now. Like, well,
0: we're willing to help, like, help that happen. So
3: just let thank us you. know. Okay. Yeah, I will.
1: After the discoveries that uh, uh, Senator Moore made uh, along with yourself and, and other members of the team, has there been further discussion um, in the Senate senatorial ranks or the house members about, the uh, illegal trafficking through hartsfield does anything come up well,
3: there yeah we our our exposure really pushed them to to have to address that which was really really great so they are they're they're trying to um address immigration via a resolution and then the governor announced you know he was sending more guardsmen to the border this we really feel like is entirely because of us keeping up the heat on this issue And Mm -hmm. so we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing that. But the, um, the Senate felt, you know, they put a resolution forward, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's just like with Fannie and everything else, you, you know, all this stuff comes out and it's like, what are we going to do? And I really believe if the grassroots do not put their boot down on the neck of, of, of Republican leadership and say, absolutely unacceptable, do something and do it now. And I mean, in massive numbers, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people calling, I believe mm-hmm. they'll slow roll it. Cause like I say, they want to make a difference, but they don't want to make any noise. And, and you can't win the fight that we're in without making some noise. Like noise is it, noise yeah, is it. Exactly. Okay.
1: We don't want to let people forget too, that we hold a 60% majority or better in both, in both houses. Yes. So we should be able to control almost anything you would think, right?
3: Yes. And I'm telling you, if everybody in the sound of my voice on every platform, platform that, that, that amplifies my voice with, with my stuff. If everybody took just a few minutes and called it, you you wouldn't even believe, I mean, it's what's, it's, what's already happening, which I mean, it's incredible. So we can do this. We absolutely so can. forecast
0: gas this. on the fire. We're already doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, thank you, Mallory. We'll look forward to further updates as we get uh, further into yeah. the legislative session. You're, you're invaluable. Keep up the great work.
3: Thank you. Y'all too. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.
0: On fire. So what are we gonna talk about now, Bill? You're muted.
1: We wanted to talk about something that came up with regard to True the Vote this past week. Um, And we'll talk a bit about the charges that um, our local tabloid came up with. But more importantly, I wanna look behind that to a dynamic that I think it's time that people learn about and recognize. So. Uh, If you're ready, we'll go ahead and go into that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So during this week, this article came out talking about True the Vote and claiming that True the Vote fails to reveal evidence of Georgia voting fraud claims. What's interesting about this is that just the week before, we had called out the same tabloid for posting uh, a headline regarding Senator Colton Moore in his videos of human trafficking going on through Hartsfield Airport and saying that he was spreading falsehoods, which clearly was not the case if you, you know, believe your eyes. Um, and then it came after um, uh, Brian K. Pritchard, the first vice chair of the Georgia GOP, also carefully crafting wording in headlines to give the impression of something that that was in fact different than the reality of the uh, case that had just been heard. What's behind this is very interesting. While this headline came out, there were almost simultaneous headlines from Washington Post and a number of other national publications claiming very much the same thing. You know, failed to reveal, um, couldn't come up with certain evidence and so forth. And this is part of a dynamic that You've talked about it. I've talked about it briefly. Um, It's called Mockingbird Media. And what essentially it is is a technique that has been created to try to drive both people's impressions, their beliefs, what they believe to be true, what they believe to be false. And it's been around for quite some time. And many people have heard about it, but not many people have seen it in a way that they can understand it. And again, the reason I bring this up is because this headline was one of several, almost simultaneous, and all basically saying the same thing about the same organization. What I'd like to do, I want to take two minutes, and I want to show a video. It's actually been around for uh, several years. Not many people have seen it, and it's uh, this is not something we put together. This is something that uh, was put together in the, in the public square, and... Um, it will help folks i hope understand what we mean when we say mockingbird media so i'm going to take a minute to go ahead and show this
3: this responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our treasure our- valley communities the el paso las cruces communities eastern iowa communities
1: mid michigan communities
3: we are extremely proud of the quality balanced journalism that cbs4 news produces but we,
2: we are concerned about the trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided one news stories, stories plaguing our
3: country. Plaguing our country.
1: The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, news has become, become all too common, common on social media. More alarming, some, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. <inquiries> <Unbelievable>. <wrestlemming> Unfortunately, some, some members of the media of the use the their, platforms their platforms to push, push their, their, their own personal bias and agenda to control, control exactly what people think, Absolutely. and this, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
3: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
1: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
3: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
1: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. I'm going to pull it out and make a comment. Look at the look at the television stations involved in this. This is not, you know, just CBS stations. It's not uh, Fox stations. This these are competing television stations. Yet they're saying the exact same words. So, one is, um, how do they do this? How do they get the words to say? Um, we can't prove that, but somehow they're ending up with precisely, precisely the same scripts. And two, why would they do this? And again, um, there's, there's uh, quite a bit of writing regarding the Mockingbird media. We're going to show you um, something as well for, that was done recently by Tucker Carlson just before he left Fox that calls out a similar dynamic. But basically, it's a strategy. It's something that's been created. So that you'll notice those, those last clips were doing what? They were trying to spread the notion that social media was in some way less reliable than the real news. Yet now that we've seen what's happened with the Russian collusion and everything else, we find out that the real, quote unquote, the mainstream news is actually potentially less reliable than grassroots data, grassroots information bubbling up. And being disseminated across the uh, you know the public square. Mm-hmm. So let me show one more thing that Tucker Carlson did just before leaving Fox. Now we've learned that the real attack on democracy is electoral
2: disobedience. Watch this. Make no mistake, democracy is in the ballot. All of us.
3: Democracy is on the ballot. Democracy
1: is on the ballot. Think about this. Democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is actually on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. And democracy is on the ballot. Do you believe that democracy is on the ballot in Utah? It is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot this year in America. Somebody's got to tell voters what they
2: need to hear, which is that democracy is on the ballot. All right, I and mean, this is ultimately
1: a new show. We have our opinions, but we, it's also incumbent on us to check the facts. So we have a sample ballot here, and we're checking. And it turns out democracy is not on the ballot. Um, there are actually names of candidates who are on the ballot, and you get to choose one as a voter, the one who best represents you, and you get to choose any candidate you want because it's a democracy, meaning you run the government because it's your country. So no, democracy is not on the ballot. So. Hopefully, this is starting to um, sink in that this is not something that um, somebody dreamed up. And even though the mainstream media would probably call it you know, conspiracy theories, what I hope is happening is, is folks begin to see this as they sense that there's conclusionary statements being made by the mainstream media. Immediately think, is this true or are they trying to get me to believe it's true for some reason? You know, the, I don't uh,
0: even I don't even think the term mainstream media is good anymore because we're the mainstream now. We're more most <laughs> of the country and the legacy media, you know, corrupt legacy, media, media, yeah. uh, you know, mockingbird media. There was a very similar video floating around on Taylor Swift is not a psyop. I don't know if you've seen that with 30 people saying Taylor Swift is not a psyop over and over and over again yeah. because it was a psyop. Right.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so it. For those that want to know more, there's a way you can do that literally today. If you'll go to Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com, look for this article Atlanta's Local Tabloid, now zero and three, trying to squash truthful news. Open that article and read through. There's actually a link to um, freedom of information access to, believe it or not, CIA records that talk specifically about Mockingbird Media. So you'll find out that this and many other operations are things that were created, again, to try to drive public opinion and you know keep us believing what they kind of want us to believe. We're going to talk more about this and other, some more of these programs in coming weeks. But uh, I thought this was an important first step to get people to understand what this is and that it's still being done today. That uh, video from Tucker is literally just over a year old. So this is, this is not old news. This is current news. So back to
0: you. All right. I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to run a quick ad from our sponsor, David Cross. This is a special report.
1: Knowing how to invest your money is harder than ever before. Dealing with stock market volatility, record debt, and terrorist attacks requires new thinking. At U.S. Asset Management, we can help you see the world more clearly so that you can move beyond the chaos and invest with confidence. Call us, visit us online, or drop by our office. U.S. Asset Management, helping you make better decisions with your money.
0: Speaking of finance, we have a new series on my information operations show called Masters of the Universe. We interviewed Ed Dowd and others, Rob Cunningham, George's own Rob Cunningham, recently on crypto. And we're going to have uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and some other people coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but we have a new sponsor, Advisor Metals. One of the things you need to be aware of is that the Fed is juicing the economy with lots of debt in order to keep it in some semblance of what you're used to before the election. But after the election, all of that's gonna go away. And all the everything upholding the economy, the stock market, all the free money, trillions being pumped in, and debt that your children are gonna to have to pay for is gonna go away. And uh, unless something really changes, we're gonna have major financial issues. So you need to find ways to unplug from the fiat economy for your, for your wealth. And uh, Advisor Metals, if you go to cdm.press, top right corner, there's a link for Advisor Metals. You can go in there, just fill out your information and ERA will get it uh, there at the company and contact you. Uh, or you can go to creativedestructionmedia.com forward slash metals. But I, me as a bond trader, I uh, I saw this 10 years ago. I wrote a book about it. I saw it coming. We've got some real debt service issues. We're now. We're, we're spending a trillion dollars a year just on debt service. And the fiat economy, which means... The, your currency is only really worth what the market thinks it is. Uh, it's not based on anything. So there is no floor. Um, and we're we're in for some really serious times economically. And you need to start preparing your family and your assets. And uh, precious metals is definitely a part of that. So go to cdm.press, top right corner, Advisor Metals. You can click there, fill out your information, and we'll the uh, Advisor Metals, Ero Advisor Metals will contact you. We're going to have him on this week. Um, But start thinking about that. And the thing about Ira is that he is registered at the Commodities Commission, so he he has a lot of regulations. It's very unique in that manner that he has to follow as far as being truthful to his customers and putting his customers first, fiduciary responsibility, all that stuff. Um, So we've done our research on him and uh, on his company, and uh, we like it. So we we think it's a good option for your portfolio, and they can also do IRAs. With that, uh, I think our last guest is Simona. Bill, is that right? my conversation with her? Yes. So I'm going to play a conversation and please forgive me because we're a little bit weirded out on the back end today, uh, production wise, but we're going to start this and go from there. So hold on. Papadopoulos with us here today. She's an attorney in for the European Union formerly and now An independent journalist who's had a real impact on the ukrainian situation welcome simona thanks for coming on
4: thank you todd for having me
0: so uh we were you know we were involved in a lot of the ukraine stuff back in 2019 and 20 and we still have a a reporting team on the ground so i think our audience knows a lot about it and we actually talked about some of the durkacz tapes when they came out in 2020-21 but you just had a fantastic interview with him and i think are doing more can you tell us about that
4: Yes, it's actually, you summarize this. Uh, the end of the catch has become uh, notorious to the American audience and public uh, already in 2020 when, uh, in the first place, he leaked these audio recordings between uh, former President Poroshenko uh, mm-hmm. in Ukraine and the vice president at the time, Joe Biden, in which basically Joe Biden bribed uh, Poroshenko to fire the uh, general prosecutor shocking mm-hmm. looking into burisma which is a gas and energy company which hunter biden was working as uh, at yeah. the board of administrators for Eighty thousand dollars a month. Right. Now this is a very significant uh, uh, information because it's uh, we have uh, of course Joe Biden using his leverage in politics already 2014 uh, to uh, benefit his family in first place, so to enrich his son pocket, and then to cover up for his crimes by uh, interfering into Ukraine uh, affairs by mm-hmm. bribing. Uh, Poroshenko using American taxpayer money because mm-hmm. he threatened him to withhold $2 billion to Ukraine in case Chokin wouldn't be fired. So mm-hmm. we have a bribe from, from vice, vice president Joe Biden back in time uh, to uh, Poroshenko and, uh, of course, uh, to cover up for his crimes. Now, Derkach catch leaked this information in a specific uh, timeline in which uh, Giuliani took an interest in those Audio recordings and other documents proving mm-hmm. Biden corruption in Ukraine and starting his own investigation about it. As a result, Rudy Giuliani, we you know what happened, it became mm-hmm. history. He has been uh, targeted himself and mm-hmm. uh, we know he has been disbarred as an attorney and accused to be himself an Ukrainian agent. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, set a pattern that we see unfolding later on. And up to my last interview a few weeks ago in Minsk, in which the catch revealed new sensational facts of corruption Mm. Biden and new facts that should raise huge red flags in America.
0: So can you tell us about those? I mean, what did he uh, disclose?
4: Well, first and foremost, uh, he disclosed that, that an assassination attempt took place in Ukraine under the instruction of our Secretary of State, Uh, Blinken, Mm. who uh, allegedly uh, has been reported to meet Zelensky at the eve of the start of the military operation in Ukraine, and instructed Zelensky's office to to take care of the Derkach issue, or Mm -hmm. better, to get rid of the Derkach issue, Mm -hmm. referring to a lawful method of uh, physical elimination rather than Mm -hmm. simply uh, weaponization of DOJ. So we have this evolution, I would say, evolution of uh, the techniques from uh, a corrupt government weaponizing the DOJ, uh, interfering in other countries' affairs for uh, nothing but money, always say all the money, uh, to a criminal organization where actually officials of the United States are up to instruct uh, an office of the president of Ukraine to get rid of an inconvenient voice. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the first part of the interview, which was pretty probably the most shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Much much more to come, uh, along with their catch, many other voices have been targeted, the same shocking that was removed from, from his position back on time in 2014, is now held on stage in Ukraine, and mm-hmm. uh, he provided with audio recordings leaked by the SBU in Ukraine, uh, in which we can hear a conversation, and I posted it on my social media on X in particular, Underneath mm-hmm. the video of the interview, in which basically Shokin speaks with the Greenberg and Aborinsk, two congressional American lawyers, and uh, he, uh, he made clear that uh, further outing uh, uh, these facts of corruption on Biden family in Ukraine is now staged in Ukraine. It can fly the country and uh, his life is in danger. So uh, not only uh, Shokin, but a new prosecutor, Kulik, looking into the same facts has been Targeted himself uh, with uh, phony prosecution, I would say political persecution. We have a collusion between Ukraine and the United States to cover up Biden families and get rid of every uh, inconvenient voice. Of course, the deflection strategy is always the same. Everyone is accused to be uh, a Russian agent. Everyone who right. the truth about what Biden really did in Ukraine is uh, uh, rehearsing Kremlin points and whoever presents evidence, automatically these evidence become Russian propaganda, including anti-laptop, as we know. So yeah. it's, uh, pretty much a abuse technique, but people now, you know, got used to hear that. They don't even question what Russian propaganda means, why Russia would be interested in doing anything like that, specifically mm-hmm. right now, and uh, who and uh, which are the paths to follow to, to track the interests that lead all these maneuvers. And who we ask for all the money? Biden and Ukraine. That's the
0: link. So Zelensky is essentially, we think, running a dictatorship now. He's shut down the church, he's shut down the media, he's stopped elections. Um, what What are you hearing in Minsk about that whole uh, situation in Ukraine as far as becoming a dictatorship?
4: Well, actually, uh, quite, I heard from my speaker that uh, Zelensky uh, regime is actually dictatorship it's mm-hmm. not simply a, a, a dictatorship regime but it's a fascist mm-hmm. dictatorship it's uh, mm-hmm. it's targeting also member of the orthodox church in ukraine mm-hmm. and in the time of the revelation of the the context of my interview mm-hmm. uh, it has been a, a started persecution political uh, prosecution investigation toward members of the orthodox orthodox church just to uh, silence every voice out of the core. And uh, this happened not only with a member of the Orthodox Church, but with every single opposition voice. Mm-hmm. So we can see there is a regime of completely uh, complete dictatorship, but nevertheless, the Western is portraying Ukraine as this big uh, uh, you know, democracy mm-hmm. whose independence we should be committed to protect at uh, the cost of our taxpayers. Uh, I would like to remind people how much money Joe Biden sent to Ukraine, and I would like to remind how much leverage Ukraine has on Joe Biden. So mm-hmm. these two elements together do the math.
0: So did you? We've had recent information come out that there, some of the contracts from American military aid were fraudulent. I think the last one was forty million dollars for uh, artillery shells that no artillery shells were delivered, and the money disappeared. Did you hear anything like that from uh, from Dercos?
4: Well, I heard of, of money uh, vanishing into. Uh, shady activity the things Mm -hmm. that draw my attention the most is uh, the size of the bribe uh, uh, by the hand of the owner of Griezmann Mm Slovensky, which uh, Mm -hmm. in first place was uh, um, amounting of 6 million but actually uh, we have evidence was 50 million we could track this uh, 50 million on the 6 million where these other 44 million went through apparently Mm -hmm. financing terroristic activity so basically of the Biden partners in Ukraine contributed to explosion of Nord Stream. So mm-hmm. we have to, there is all uh, an orchestration of collusion between the two countries and everything is so overlapping uh, on uh, different dynamics that uh, uh, are pretty scary to learn, but actually mm-hmm. facts and numbers and uh, mostly yeah. don't don't lie. So we have to look into those. And they provided with court decision, witness statements, all uh, validated by court, in which we can see also that so there is impunity, impunity over there, impunity over here, uh, and the role of the catch, and which is come across in the interview pretty clearly, was not at all even helping United States uh, trying to because I asked them why are you doing that, why mm-hmm. you are leaking this information, and he said I was working uh, what I do in Ukraine as a parliamentarian that served seven uh, mandates. I was investigating facts of corruption. Then, investigating corruption in my country led to uh, emerge uh, of facts of corruption in the United States. So mm-hmm. that's how the link happened between Biden and uh, uh, Ukraine. But uh, Biden was not the target of this investigation. Actually, he was one of the people who emerged in the co- corruption scheme along with his son. So it's uh, it's pretty um, interesting that so the catch as a foreign citizen, foreign national, has been sanctioned by the United States simply for mm-hmm. providing those documents uh, to Giuliani. And Giuliani, as a, nation, a U.S. citizen mm-hmm. who was working as an attorney, opened up an investigation which was not more, not less than his job. He has been targeted as well. And the. Uh, Accused to be a Ukrainian agent, so we mm-hmm. have to understand this is a, something a pattern that is unfolding and is always the same, which is the silencing of inconvenient voices, always to protect an agenda, which is the agenda of the deep states to protect this democratic apparatus, in which Biden is only one of the players. Right.
0: And most people don't know Poroshenko was extremely corrupt himself, um, you know. Prior to, and Zelensky is even worse. But I know that Shokin, there was an assassination attempt on him. I think he was poisoned at some point. Have they tried to do anything with uh, Dukas? Was there any attempts, actual attempts?
4: Yes, they actually mentioned an attempt, an attempt of assassination by the hand of. Uh an Albanian citizen in Ukraine, of course, this individual got was um, could flee the country completely uh, mm-hmm. punished, and uh, as a result, the Kaj decided to, for security reason, to flee Ukraine, and now is uh, himself living in a sort of exile.
0: I see. Is there anything else you want to get out that people need to know about uh, Ukraine? Uh, I, th-
4: I think there is so much uh, to to tell people. There's mm-hmm. so much uh, information, and I. Uh, really suggest people to watch this interview which is pretty long and mm-hmm. there are all uh, the documents mm-hmm. attached to this interview mm-hmm. underneath but the message I would like to uh, people to understand is that we we'll live uh, in a dictatorship ourselves where actually we're not criminalizing who commits crimes, but who expose crimes, who who provide evidence of crime. So, this is mm-hmm. something that people should look into. And other people would like to, uh, another aspect I would like to stress is that our elected official in Congress should take the time to fight back, not simply to make headlines, but to make change.
0: I'm going to go ahead and cut that off because we're running out of time. So, uh, we'll see you Wednesday. Uh, and Thursday morning on Frank's speech. And until then, let me find the right outro. We'll see you next show. Thank you very much for watching.